This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. The SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SideCast is a visit with Eric Heft and Ben Bruns as we look ahead to Saturday's matchup between Iowa State and Kansas State. The Cyclones beat the Wildcats the last time they came to Ames in a hard-fought come-from-behind victory, capped by Mike Rose on a fumble return for a touchdown to win it. But in the recent history in the series, Kansas State has had more than its share of success, winning 11 of the last 12. We will preview Farmageddon. We hope you enjoy this visit with Ben Bruns and Eric Heft. Guys, there's a uh, about as intriguing of a three-game home stretch to this regular season as you could possibly get. Really, the ultimate test when you're facing, you know, I think three really good programs in Kansas State, Texas, and West Virginia. And West Virginia is really playing well right now. Texas is too. I mean, it, you know, this this three-game stretch for Iowa State to close it out. We're going to find out if these guys are champions. Yeah, for sure will. You know, and. I, They've set themselves up to be in a position to play for this. So, so far, so good. But great challenges ahead. Everybody knows we kind of struggled a little bit in November. I haven't finished maybe the way, exactly the way we'd like. We'll find out if this team's going to be a little bit different. You know, I, I hope they will. and I kind of think they will. But they do have tough challenges, starting, you know, Saturday with a Kansas State team that has been really kind of a pain in our side here for quite a while. And then I think you you throw on top of that if you uh, if you do everything that you need to do to get there. After that, you're playing in a championship game against uh, somebody you've already played once. And who who will that be? And what sort of you know configuration are they going to be? And obviously, they're going to be doing pretty well coming into the game. And so will you if you make it that far. So, you know, it really is a four game stretch that Iowa State has to perform at a really high level uh, in order to accomplish what they've set themselves up for here. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official Cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. Guys, as we look more specifically these next two games, I, I think we can all agree that through the years, as great as John Haycock's defense has been, something that's given us a problem is the quarterbacks with the ability to run. And we're going to face two of those in Will Howard and Sam Ellinger in these next two games. It, it will be a test. You know, we always talk about the, the mobile quarterbacks and the things that they can do. You know, they break contain, extend plays, and then hit the big play. Difference here is those quarterbacks next two weeks, but especially coming up Saturday – the design quarterback run, it's blocked, I mean, it's schemed, and I think that's a little different challenge than just having a guy that you might have to spy on. I mean, I think if there's ever a game where you have to be disciplined and have have your integrity of everybody covering what they need to cover, I mean, it, it's going to be Saturday. Will Howard is not a great thrower, but he's good enough. Maybe you can afford to put an extra hat in the box. I don't know, but his ability to run, and Deuce Vaughn's ability to make really big play, I think, creates a unique challenge. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, it starts with how's your interior three play up front. You know, those guys um, have, for, for the most part this season, given Iowa State's linebackers and safeties great angles at, at everybody that they're, you know, coming to tackle. 
And one of the things that we've noticed about K-State, and they certainly did it in the game last year, which was a very odd game, their offensive line created really, really good angles for running back and quarterback run. And I I noticed that when I watched K-State earlier this year. I don't think this is a super dynamic offense by any stretch of the imagination, mostly because they struggled to get the ball out to the edge. And, you know, we talked about the times earlier in the year when Iowa State was struggling to get the ball on the edge in the passing game. It it just limits so much more of the field for you. And I think that's where West Virginia took advantage and really dominated K-State was they couldn't get the ball out on the perimeter because they just don't have the, the guy throwing it to be able to do it. And those interior three for for West Virginia or the defensive line absolutely, uh, you know, took away those angles for any good run game. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. All right, I'm going to throw this thing wide open here. Just what else stands out about this matchup to you two guys? What do you think of when you think of Iowa State, Kansas State, specifically these two teams this year? What jumps off the page at you? Well, sleeper hold. <laughs> <laughs> you said sleeper hold? The sleeper teams. hold. Let's start with sleeper hold. They just kind of grind away, grind away, and get ahead. And other than two years ago, when they've gotten ahead, it's been pretty much an uphill battle that we just haven't been able to overcome ball control, limited possessions. You're looking at maybe maybe 10, 11 possessions the entire game. You have to be so efficient. They force you, and maybe you put more pressure on yourself because every possession is, is so important. But we go back, and we've joked about how Bill Snyder and the K-State teams would put you in that sleeper hold and just kind of wear you down, and finally it's, it's over. And oh, Chris Kleiman does the same thing. Uh, it's It's – much of the same uh, general philosophy, and it's worked really well for them. And it's you know it's really worked against Iowa State pretty well, to say the least. And you know I think one of the things about last year's game in particular, certainly a huge disappointment for Iowa State last year. You know coming off a big win against Texas um, and and feeling pretty good, and then you know just uh, I, it didn't feel like Cyclone football. And whether that was K State doing something to Iowa State or Iowa State doing something to itself. Uh, I, I still don't really have a great handle on, but I expect Iowa State to come out and play really good football on Saturday and play Iowa State football. I think the issue in question to me, um, and you combine it with K-State shortening games and limiting possessions, which Iowa State likes to do too, that sleeper hold concept. I mean, let's face it, both teams want to do it, is special teams and and non-offensive touchdowns. And that's an area where, uh, you know, Iowa State's been in a pretty major disadvantage for much of the year, and K-State's had a huge advantage. And, you know, when Iowa State's been good at it, everything else about uh, playing the game that week gets gets a lot easier. But, you know, when um, uh, when you when you don't uh, do it well, Louisiana, Baylor, um, you know, you end up in games with teams that you shouldn't be in games with. And, and uh you know, I think it's a it's a key factor because K-State will hold you on every kick return that they do. And they just dare the official to throw the flag. And so you got to be able to get off blocks or, or uh, you know, get a guy stopped and make those plays so that, um, you know, you can neutralize that aspect of the game. Yeah, I think kickoffs, I mean, special teams are obviously huge every week. But, I mean, I mean K-State has – 
traditionally for many, many years been, been outstanding. The number of return non-offensive touchdowns in the last 20 years is absolutely mind-boggling. It's probably 15 or 20 more than anybody else in FBS. I mean, so it's a major focal point of what they do. When you have a kickoff in this game, they're very dangerous. They started the game a year ago with a kickoff return for a touchdown. That kind of set the tone. But Iowa State's got Kinney back there too. And, and Kinney has flipped a couple of games himself. So I think any kickoff is going to be a really big play in this game because obviously a team either starting the game or, or the second half or after a score. And, man, we've seen Iowa State been able to flip momentum with a big Kinney return a couple of times, and both those times it led to wins. I think another thing that kind of jumps out to me whenever Iowa State plays Kansas State is it's a very physical football game and not necessarily dirty, but just physical. And, uh, you know, there's no great secret about what either team is trying to do. Who's better in the trenches? And I, I feel really good about Iowa State in the trenches this year, offensively and defensively. And it, it gives me a lot of hope going into this game. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and you know, we have uh, all kinds of, uh, of reason to believe that, uh, you know, this this game is going to be that same sort of balance that Iowa State's had all year. And, and you know, this offensive line's performed really, really, really well. But, you know, we thought that going into last year, too. And I just was shocked as that game unfolded uh, that Iowa State got beat up front. And so I just don't know what to think heading into this one. You know, it, it's a... I felt like Iowa State would come into that game having seen what I saw last year and dominate the football game in the trenches, and it was the exact opposite. And, again, I, I come back to I think this Iowa State team is going to play extra, exceptionally well Saturday. And um, um, and if they do, they'll that means they played really well up front, and, and um, that leads to a win. Yeah, I, I think you look at Kansas State, and I, I think a question is, you know, we have – both teams coming off bye weeks, but what Kansas State team is, is going to be there? Is it the one that was just totally dominated at West Virginia or the one that's got some great wins, a win over Oklahoma on the road? Probably should have beaten Oklahoma State a couple of weeks ago, yeah. except for some mistakes. I mean, so we've seen them really with some differing levels of performance here in Big 12 play. I don't know what we get from them for sure, and hopefully Iowa State can find a way to, to really man up at the start of the game and kind of assert themselves. If they can do that, I really love Iowa State's opportunity to get this win. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when it's supported by Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones John Deere dealer of choice. Guys, it is uh, mid-November, and there's still three regular season games on the schedule um, and certainly those will go a long way toward dictating the answer to the question I'm about to ask, but could Matt Campbell win his third Big 12 Coach of the Year award? I, I think as you look at it now, uh, Neil Brown is certainly a, a strong candidate too because West Virginia, I think, has been very well coached this year. But really, I think it's Matt and him. I mean, uh, there's other good coaches in the league. I'm not saying that, but I, I think right now as you look at the best coaches this year, it's those two. Well, I would agree. I would say Les Miles is out. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and probably Matt Wells. But, but other than that, I mean, there are some guys that have really done a good job this year, too. I mean, it's all going to depend on what happens these last three games. I mean, for 
any of these would be, I wouldn't say these guys consider themselves candidates at all. They're just trying to coach their football team. But I think looking at it from the outside, who knows? Somebody wins the league or, you know, get, at least get, I think you have to get to the championship game to probably to claim that spot. Neil Brown, you know, I guess he would be the one that, that maybe wouldn't have to. But if they, if they were to win out, then, I mean, they wouldn't be in the championship game, but I think it would be a, a big deal. But I, I think just like these football teams, coach of the year destiny is controlled by those guys and their teams. And I think if you look at the overall sentiment that you're uh, portraying, John, you know, uh, I, I think it really says a lot about the fact that, uh, you know, Matt and the staff are in a position to, to and these kids to be able to to potentially do that. Right. And, and for for him to get that individual recognition, uh, which, you know, I'm, I'm sure uh, he would tell you uh, isn't isn't, you know, it's way more about the team than it is about uh, him. But, you know, I think it, it says uh, a tremendous amount about the place that this program has moved to. Well, you know, think about this guys. Matt started one and eight at Iowa state. And since then he's 30 and 19 and to be putting together four straight winning seasons in big 12 play. We, we know what a great job he's done. I guess I'm just kind of repeating what we already know, but man, when you start laying it out statistically and look at where we've been and, and where we're going with this guy, it, it's so exciting to think about the, the potential for it to grow even more. Oh, totally. And I, and I think, you know, the expectation shift, right. And, and just to be in a place where the, the definition of cyclone football is uh, intense and tough and, and well executing and skilled and uh, talented and, you know, fabulous defenses you know, that's that's cyclone football. Right. And, you know, that is uh, an order of magnitude jump forward from what used to consist of, of cyclone football and, and uh, easy to really like Paul Rhodes and a lot of success in those first couple of years. But, uh, you know, just the posi- the position this program was in when Matt got here uh, was was really not good. And, you know, to define cyclone football the way we just did. Uh, it is a big deal. And, and, you know, for those guys to come out and play that way, the uh, absolute vast majority of the time, I think is, uh, is really cool. Yeah, John, I think you said, you know, when you look at where we've been, I mean, I think that's really what, what stands out. And the fact that, you know, we're talking about a potential, a big 12 championship is great, but, you know, it has been uh, a comprehensive uh, and somewhat methodical turnover uh, and, and growth of this program. When you look and you say, okay, in the past we have had some good position groups, you know, maybe two or three even, and that could get you some success. But if you look at every position group right now, it's better than it's been. I mean, everyone is solid. Uh, are there some in the league that are better at certain things? Oh, I'm sure. But – but it is a solid group that they put out there in these position groups every week. And, man, that gives you a chance to compete long-term over the course of a long season. Doesn't mean you'll win every game, but you're going to be right there. And I think that's, that's kind of what this staff, you know, Matt and his staff have really been able to do is to develop this program uh, in a very comprehensive way. 
gear up for your next Cyclone game with Authentic Brand, a great Iowa company headquartered less than an hour from Ames in Perry, Iowa, making Cyclone apparel for men, women, and kids. It's the apparel I wear on game day. Find it at local retailers or order online at Authentic-Brand.com. Authentic Brand. Look authentic. Feel authentic. Be authentic. All right, guys, I'm not letting you get out of here without a basketball question because uh, last night Tyrese Halliburton goes to the Sacramento Kings, number 12 pick in the draft. He now is going to be making $3.8 million in his first season in the NBA. Not exactly chop lover. What a great, great night for Iowa State basketball and for Tyrese and, and really for the Sacramento Kings, if you ask me, because they're the big winners in all this. They got one hell of a guy and a great basketball player. Well, I can tell you that buys a lot of sausage in, in Oshkosh. Uh, I mean, I can just, it's right down the road. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's some serious dough there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, happy for, happy for Tyree. Uh, happy for his family, for sure. And, and the whole Iowa State family, his extended family, if you will. You know, our buddy Mike Capabianco was texting me last night during the draft as he, you know, Billis comes on and has him as a number four guy overall. We get to eight, nine, ten, and Cap uh, texts me and say, what's going on? And I just texted back. I said, I think his suit kind of scared some of the teams off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, uh, I couldn't be happier for him. I love the guy, love the family, and I'm I'm excited to to be a, a Sacramento Kings fan along with a whole bunch of other teams in the NBA now that have Iowa State alums on. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and uh, I think a good fit for, for their, their system. And they, they, they are on a bit of an upswing. They've got some things figured out. I'm not saying they're going to go out and win the West, but I think it's a good fit for them in a place where the fans are going to be rabid about the Kings. And, and I think that's going to be – it's going to be a natural transition for him. I, I just think he's going to do really well out there. And he's already got a congratulatory tweet, you know, from Magic Johnson. I mean, that was awesome last night. I don't know if you saw that or not. I um, did. I mean, it, yeah. it was awesome that, because his, he made the reference that his dad was a big Magic Johnson fan and showed him film. And anyway, so he called him Little Magic. <laughs> Special congratulations for him. <laughs> you know, how, how much would it hit you? You know, like you're waiting for that moment to hit you and, and you're, you know, it all seems surreal to you. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, Magic Johnson's tweeting at you. <laughs> and that that probably is when it all hit home for Tyrese that, man, I'm now an NBA guy. Well, not to mention his dad. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, John's got to be in heaven. So that's, that's all great stuff. And uh, we're really happy for Tyrese. So. Guys, uh, let's let's go get a W on Saturday and uh, keep this keep this uh, train rolling. Perfect. All right, can't wait. Counting on you guys. <laughs> we'll do our best. Today's sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening. <laughs>